It's Red Friday. The Chiefs are looking to get bounce back from the terrible loss against the Indianapolis Colts. With that being said, this is Sports Talk KC. This is D Beats 1492. This is Lee 86. What's up, KC? Hey, this is Cowboy. Uh, welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with the Thursday night game that occurred last night with the uh, Giants going against the uh, New England Patriots, where the Giants were uh, trying to hold tough with them, but the Patriots were victorious, uh, going 14-35 uh, over the New England – I'm sorry, over the uh, Giants. Uh, Lee, what's your take on the game last night? Yeah, man. They uh, The Giants, uh, like I said, that score is kind of vindictive of the whole game. Yeah, you said it was 35-14. to 14 in the favor of the uh, New England Patriots. But the Giants, I felt as a whole, as a, as a, as a whole unit, you know, played really tough balls, specifically the defensive unit. Um, they were able to stop New England's running game um, with Sonny Michelle and James White. They, you know, pretty much bottled that up all night and were pretty much playing good tight man coverage on New England's potent and sharp passing game that they possess. Um, like I said, if you take away uh, a couple of untimely turnovers from the Giants in their offense, um, you're possibly looking at a totally different ball game. Um, from last night. Um, Daniel Jones, he, you know, showed flashes at times, but you can clearly see, you know, he's not quite there yet with a little bit with better quarterback play and possible receiver play from the Giants. Like I said, man, that would be a totally different ball game because New York's defense really did show up and play inspired ball against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. So, yeah, um, the Patriots really didn't pull away until the fourth quarter. Like I said, they got two touchdowns in that in that fourth quarter to kind of, you know, just seal that victory. But in other words, I was very impressed what I seen with the Giants. Um, I thought I was going to kind of go to sleep on it. But <laughs> I watched it, and the Giants play some inspired ball from what I could see. So, uh, with that being said, I'll swing it to beats on that. Yeah, pertaining to this game, I did not actually watch this game. Um, I thought it was going to be a snooze fest, so I didn't even tune in. But throughout the night, I kept getting phone, uh, notifications on my phone about the game since I do have the NFL app. And um, once it was 7-0, I did decide to tune in for a play and only a play because the play that I did see – um, the Giants were driving. They were in uh, New England territory. They go back for a play-action pass, max protection, and Daniel Jones throws a lane duck to a Patriot with no um, Giants receivers in the area. And so from that point on, I turned it off. Um, but throughout the night, I kept getting updates. And then within the fourth quarter, with about eight minutes left to go, the score was – 21-14, and they were up and within the notifications, it was saying that, the you know, the Giants was up there driving. So it seemed like the Giants gave them a pretty good fight. But towards the end, the Patriots, um, you know, pulled away. So 
that's my thoughts on the game. I really don't have much to say on the game because it's the Patriots and the Giants, two in two ends of the spectrum. So um, as far as that goes, so that's my thoughts on the game. Good win by the Patriots. They're six and zero. Um, the uh, Giants probably have some confidence to know that they stayed um, with the, uh, the uh, Super Bowl champs, but they're like Lee said, their quarterback is pretty far away from it, and they missed a couple pieces with their running back being out, uh, Saquon Bar- Barkley and uh, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, if I'm not mistaken. So that's my thoughts on the game. So I'll swing it back to you, Cal. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the Pats, the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady, who zero touchdowns, had one long INT. But the main, the main thing that sticks out to me is that Tom Brady went for seven carries, six yards, two touchdowns from the old dog, which I think is pretty fucking funny. Probably. Uh, Edelman. Go ahead, Malik Beach. I was just going to say they were probably quarterback sneaks. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's most likely. Little, yeah, that's all. Just little yeah. quarterback sneaks at the one-yard line where he just mm-hmm. pretty much just ran up the back yeah. of the center. Yeah, judging from the numbers, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's probably a few, uh, like two little, two little sneaks. I just thought it was funny. Sound like something the Chiefs uh, should have been doing. Should have been, huh? Yeah. Uh, and Element went for nine receptions, 113 yards. And like I said, who knows? Billichick probably had his son hiding in a fucking dumpster during the pregame anyway to scope out what the Giants was doing <laughs> on offense. But uh, not too uh, many numbers stand out. You know, Daniel Jones, a young rookie. He went for 161 yards, one TD. And like see, Lee said, he killed himself with the uh, INTs, which he threw, he threw uh, three. Mm. So can't do that to get it done. So, um, But like I said, I didn't really get a chance to watch the game because I worked Thursday evening. So, and like Deontay said, I thought it was going to be a blowout anyway, which it kind of was. But let's go to the uh, stupid bitch of the week. We got AB again, the stupid bitch of the millennium. Uh, going at the Patriots, saying that uh, you still got to play me, so you might as well uh, play me. Lee, what do you got on the stupid bitch of the decade? <sighs> Antonio Brown finds his way back onto this segment. <laughs> you know, man, it just it just goes back to what I said, man, when we started this whole Antonio Brown saga. It's a day-to-day thing with this cat, man. Um, you know, you can't, you're not in, you're not in the right stages of your life right now. And you're clearly missing the game of football. Um, you, you, he can legitimately still perform at a very high level in this, in this league. Um, it's just like I said, man. He just needs some some tool and psychological evaluation, man. Uh, for him to up and just tweet, like I, you know, just tweet out of nowhere, re- telling his fans, "I'll reach out to the Patriots," and da 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 da. Like, y'all still gonna have to pay me, you know? It's the game that much. You need to get your head where it needs to be to perform like a professional athlete. 
And right now, you can't do that. And you just, he just keeps on with the shenanigans on Twitter and things of that nature. Like, you're, you are a multi-million dollar professional athlete in the NFL. Put your phone down and quit acting like a, 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 a teeny bopper, you know, always on social media and stuff like that, dude. That's what landed you in the position that you are in now. And like I said before, and I'm going to keep saying it, it's a day-to-day, hourly-to-hourly thing with him. And it's not going to let up with Antonio Brown and his drama until he gets psychiatrical evaluation. And that's pretty much what I have on that. Put your phone down, man. Put your phone down and focus. You know, but that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna give A B. Beats. Yeah, I'm just gonna piggyback off of you. Like he needs to one, put the phone down. Two, probably go to therapy and get some mental help. And that would help uh, with him, you know, getting back into the league because he's obviously not going to play this year. And so the best thing for him to do is just, like you said, just put the phone down and shut up, to be honest with you. And I don't really have much to say on this because I'm tired of talking about his ass, so. We can go on to the next topic. All right, man. Well, I don't really have nothing to say about the dumb bitch of the decade, but we do got another thing. I wouldn't really call it a dumb bitch, but maybe a just a dumb move. Uh, Big Ben with the Apple Watch. I mean, I know we're kind of – we meant to talk about that last week, but we're going to just go back and delve in on it. He got fined for wearing the Apple Watch on the field, which you just heard with, a, uh, with um, OBJ getting fined. But I don't understand why Big Ben would get fined and he's not playing in an actual game. He's just on the field watching the play. So, Lee, what do you think about the uh, Big Ben situation? Uh, yeah, man, it was kind of tit for tat <laughs> to me um, for them to just, you know, single-handedly, you know, that big man on the, I mean it's plenty of people that didn't did that before like are you kidding me but I really just think in my honest opinion that like I said it was tip for tap because OBJ made the comment you know I knew the NFL was going to find me because it's who was wearing it and that's me OBJ and you know I just think that they tried to, you know, cover up the tit for tatness that they did with OBJ and was like, okay, well, we have to kind of, you know, kind of suit that over a little bit with him. So let's kind of get Big Ben. You know, he was not in uniform. He's on injured reserve. <laughs> He's on the sideline with a clipboard in his hand. It was just like I said from the from the beginning. It was very tit for tat, very petty. You know, to do that in my, you know, it's just like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, watch out. And then to find him almost $6,000 for doing it. Like, damn. Like, you can't even sit on the, sit on the side, sit, stand on the sideline, all injured reserve, not in uniform, and find thousands of dollars like that. Like, come on, man. The NFL and this rules are sometimes just make you just scratch your head like, what? Like, that's my take. 
that was tit for tat, you know, to to find Big Ben. I felt like they could have, you know, gave him a warning or something. But that's my take. Beats, what you got on that? This is the old case of the one and only uh, rotten apple spoils it for the whole bunch. So, mm-hmm. like you said, Lee, it's it's uh, OBJ wearing the watch, and then we have Big Ben on the sideline with the Apple Watch. It's like, well, we find him. So now we have we set the precedent. Now we have to find Big Ben. And so, I agree with you guys. I don't I don't see the reason why he wasn't playing. He's on the sideline. He's just yeah. I don't I don't see any reason to fight, especially for the dollar amount. Um, so. It's just, just like both of you guys said, it's just, it's tit for tat. Since we find OBJ, we have to find anybody else who, uh, like you said, Lee, it's just tit for tat. So we're going to um, find big, uh, find OBJ. We have to find everybody else. And so that's my thoughts on it, to be honest with you. So I'll swing it back to you, Kyle. Like you said, uh, that's just them trying to get back. Five grand is pretty, pretty much nothing to Big Ben anyway. So it's just a copycat thing with the uh, OBJ and Big Ben. I guess the NFL just trying to prove a point that they're not targeting uh, the wide out. But it is what it is. Uh, moving it along, uh, we got Sunday night game versus the Chargers and Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, got the old gunslinger Phillip Rivers going against Pittsburgh. Uh, Lee, what's your take on the uh, Sunday night game? Uh, man, the Chargers are are a are a really inconsistent. They are coming off a terrible showing and a loss that they took to the Denver Broncos. Um, like I said, man, they are a inconsistent bunch. Um, Pittsburgh is not too looking too shabby themselves, but in this game, it's really, it's really just like man, you know, with both of these teams kind of, you know, not exceeding expectations how they were quoted to do at the beginning of this year, just kind of like wow, this game is just really took a took a turn for the worse for both teams. You know, I'm pretty sure. The NFL looked at this game when they was putting it on Sunday night, like, oh, okay, this is going to be a good one between Rivers and Roethlisberger, and now it's the total opposite, you know. Um, I really don't have too much on this game. Um, I, I think that the Steelers would win this game because, like I said, man, the Chargers are just – the Chargers were – handed division crowns and all this stuff at the beginning of the season and were picked as the ones to possibly beat the Chiefs in that division. It's just like, really? Like, I'm not seeing it at all. You know, the Chargers on all three phases. They are just so inconsistent. Um, Their run game and, you know, they just lost their starting center for the year, Pouncey. So that's really going to affect their offensive unit. I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this one, in a close one. I don't, as far as point spread, I really don't know what to expect from this game. <laughs> but I just think that, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin will beat the Chargers, in my opinion. I just, something's just telling me this is going to be a Pittsburgh win, you know, because the Chargers looked so terrible against the winless Broncos. To to let the Broncos come into your home and and beat you like that, and they were winless, just shows, man. The Chargers, the Chargers are a roller coaster ride this year. That's my take on that. I'm not even gonna give a point spread, but like I said, I'm 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 a pick Pittsburgh in the Sunday night battle between the Chargers. What you got on that, Beats? I was surprised that you're going with uh, Pittsburgh, uh, considering that they're down to their third string quarterback. Um, I'm going with the Chargers, just based the fact on that, and the Chargers are at home. Even though that's not much of a home field advantage, but I figure if you have Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Joey Bosa, Melvin uh, Ingram, and those guys, um, I mean Pittsburgh don't really have nothing. I mean they got Juju, and this, and then I guess uh, T.J. Watt on the other side, and Mika Fitzpatrick and Steven Nelson, I guess. But oh, did you hear that um, this week? Um, Pittsburgh, uh, they had a fight during their practice, one of their practices this week. No. Yeah, they had. A, yeah, they had an inter like a, a fight in practice between the offense and the defense. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking Pittsburgh at all. I'm taking um, Chargers all the way. I think it'd be a low-scoring game. It'd probably be like. 2013, 17, 10 type of game. But yeah, like you said, I, and then I thought that this week you can actually flex games. I thought they would have flexed this game out and put another matchup in there. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, because there's better games in that one o'clock, that one o'clock slot than, um, with, you know, between the, uh, the first pillars in, in the uh, Chargers. So, like I said, I'm going with uh, the Chargers. Um, and I guess my prediction for that would be 2013. Yeah. And I, I actually I actually forgot that um that their backup quarterback really got, you know, hit into oblivion like that last week. You know, uh, <laughs> he's still he's still looking around for his piece on that field. He still ain't found it, you know. So, but like I said, man, I just have a, a disliking for the Chargers. I think you are right about that beat. I agree with you one hundred percent with the type of uh with the type of weapons that they still possess, and Melvin Gordon probably being back up to uh one hundred percent speed, and you know, with the team and everything. But yeah. I just don't like the Chargers at all. That's why I picked the Steelers. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. And be like you said, being that the uh Steelers reserve quarterback got knocked into the fucking sucking place. They don't know when he's gonna come back. So uh yeah, I think I'll take the Chargers too. I'll go with the Rally Vet. Philip Rivers on this. I hate to say it, but uh they need to bounce back from a, a beating that they took to the Broncos, which I who loses to the Broncos? We got them coming up in a few in a week or so. So uh, I'm looking for Philip uh, to rebound. Let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes, as we like to say. Uh huh. Got week coming up. Chiefs going against the Texans. 
it's going to be a big pivotal game uh, with Pat Mahomes going up against Deshaun Watson. It's been big talk on this game all week uh, with Pat being A and uh, Watson being B. You also have a lot of injuries, uh, key players being out, and a few signees that we want to talk about as well with the Chiefs. There's a lot of been a, a lot of moves going on within the Chiefs organization, trying to shore up that offensive line and hobble defensive uh, line as well. Uh, let me go into some of the injuries, key injuries that we will have out. Obviously, we have Eric Fisher out. Uh, we also got Andrew Wiley out. Sammy Watkins, I believe, is doubtful. Chris Jones is out. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel is out. He did not practice at all this week. Uh, they placed Xavier Williams on the injury reserve, so he's not playing. So what do you guys think about some of these uh, key missing um, players on offense and defense this week? Um, yeah, man. Um, like you said, man, those are some uh, pretty – pretty gigantic names, especially on the defensive side of the ball with um, with Jonesy and uh, Xavier Williams being out. Um, those are two good anchors up front to stop the run game. And just with Chris Jones being able to do both, stop the run and put pressure on the opposing quarterback and just having his his veteranism in there. Um, that's that that's a tough blow. Um, there's no getting around that with Chris Jones being out. Um, like you said, Wiley, um, Andrew Wiley, the offensive lineman, suffered a ankle injury as well, so he won't play. But uh, I, you know, with the addition of Steven Wisniewski, who they just acquired a couple days ago, um, he's a good veteran. He was actually on that Philadelphia Eagles uh, Super Bowl team that they actually won the Super Bowl. So he was actually a part of that Eagles Super Bowl winning team so he's a guy that you can you know plug in right away um he's seen a, he's seen multiple blitz packages and things of that nature like I said he's a good veteran guy um he knows what he was brought in to do and that is ultimately keep Pat upright and clean and you know try to help out with this stagnant running game um, that we have not been able to really get going pretty much ever since the first game of this year against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, man, like I said, um, I, they picked up a guy, Terrell McClain, um, acquired him from the uh, Washington Redskins, I believe, to kind of help out with Jones. Jones and Xavier Williams being out, but I don't expect him to be much of a, you know, a part, really. I just think they got him just to, you know, replace those two. Um, I don't expect much out of him. Out of the two, I think Wisniewski is going to be able to benefit a lot more and a lot sooner out of the two. So, good pick up by acquiring Steven Wisniewski. Um, as you said with this game, man, um, 
this is a big game. Um, the Texans are coming off a 50-point showing against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, their offense can – they offense can do it, man. Um, Deshaun Watson, like you said, if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes – being being there and being what he's being, um, Deshaun Watson would clearly clearly have everything at his feet, but he clearly doesn't because that's Pat's spot. But this is gonna be a good game, man. Uh, the Houston Texans they have a good good game. Uh, the former chief that was just currently with us during training back, Carlos Hyde, um, he's gonna play. He's gonna be playing with the chip on his shoulder. Um, he said he felt like he was, you know, kind of did shady, you know, with the Chiefs. And he said he didn't even get a call from Brett Veach when they actually, when he found out he was actually going to the Texans. So he's going to play with the chip on his shoulder. Um, you have Deshaun Watson and and um, Will Fuller. Um, those guys have been, you know, Deshaun Watson hasn't been tearing it up like that, like that, but that Fuller, man, he's their home run hitter, just being brutally honest. Uh, they, that's who they go to to take the top off uh, because a lot of defenses are doubling down and just like roaming coverages to D-hop and everything like that. So they have a pretty good offense, and they use their tight ends as well. Their tight ends are a very critical part to to their offense. And so we have our hands full. This is not going to be an easy game by no stretch of, of the imagination. Um, this is going to be a very tough physical ball game. But um, I just, to be honest with you, this game, I just want to, you know, uh, my motto is this. My motto is this. You had a, you had a, um, a down ball last week. So make it, a, make it be a minor setback what it was with the Colts for a beautiful comeback. And they have to do that this week, man. They have to play this game like last week was a minor setback and just have the mentality that this week is going to be a good, beautiful comeback to get back on track. Um, you know, one of the things that we do have in our favor in this game, fellas, is that uh, Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid is clearly a better coach than um, O'Brien for the te uh, Houston Texans. Um, Andy Reid is going to have to, Andy Reid is going to have to pretty much pop his collar, sort of speak in this game. He's going to have to draw up things to help out the hobble pack, um, to help the running game out. You know, he's just going to have to do it, man, because we clearly have the coaching advantage in this ball game. We're at home and short and sweet, man. I just want to see them bounce back from a minor setback to a beautiful comeback. Just come out and just just perform. But it is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, I'm going with my Chiefs in a close one. Um, I think this is a this easily is a 30. This is a 30 to 24 ball game all day long. Uh, I do think the Chiefs will prevail and get back on track. Um, but that's pretty much 
my take on that, man. Um, just have a good, 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 beautiful comeback from what was a minor setback against those Colts. But yeah, I think think we'll get back on track this week. What you got on the Chiefs beats? Oh yeah, it's gonna be a great day, baby, because I will be in the house at one Arrowhead Drive on Sunday at noon, buddy. Um, as far as the uh, injuries go, um, I am concerned that um, Eric Fisher is out again because his replacement, Cam Irvin, hopefully he can man up and pick and pick up the pieces from last week and show up this weekend or this Sunday for uh, this matchup. Hopefully Andy Reid will have some help for him with either Blake Bell or Deion Yelder. And sometimes on third down, having a uh, running back stay in and help chip on that side because you have J.J. Watt on that other side and Willie uh, Merciless on that on as their edge rushers. Also, um, as you allude to, I'm not going to say the uh, man's last name because I do not know how to pronounce that. Steve, whoever uh, that they brought in this week to uh, take place of Andrew Wiley. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm still not going to even try to say that, bro. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm not going to even try to. No, um, but um, I do think that he might be an upgrade over Andrew Wiley because the last couple games Andrew Wiley has not been playing up to par as well, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because I've seen him in in certain situations get pushed back into uh, Pat's lap. So I'm hoping to see an upgrade there. I am disappointed that Sammy Watkins may be out again for another game, just like he is every season. He misses around this time, and I'm kind of done with, kind of, you know, kind of fed up and done with him at this point because it's just disappointing. It's the same thing year after year. Around this time, he starts getting injured, and he misses, you know, five to six games and then come comes back. Kind of over it. So – with that, you know, D-Rob and Miko Harmon are going to have to step up, and Andy Reid is going to have to help, help, help them out putting in uh, route combinations that beat man coverage, whether that's the mesh, whether that's slants. And then as far as um, on the defensive side, I do disagree with you on Chris Jones and Xavier Williams being in. Now, Chris Jones is good against, to me, as a pass rusher. In the run game, uh, not so much. He gets pushed out just like, just as uh, Derek Nottie and Xavier Williams have been pushed out and then leaving um, the linebackers to overcompensate and leaving those cutback lanes for those running backs to find a hold and then get, you know, five to six yards per carry, in my opinion. Um so I'm hoping what's the what's the fella's name? Terrell McClain, you said Lee? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully um he can do something. I don't know. I never heard of this brother before. So um hopefully he can do something. If not, um Spass is gonna have to get creative. I know you're gonna see a little bit of Colin Saunders in there. 
I do not believe he's ready at this point. He he did play at um, what's that? Um, the what division two or whatever they call you know the second tier under the regular um, college football. But um, Spaz is just going to have to get, be creative and um, with the stunts and then moving the defensive lineman around so Deshaun Watson doesn't know where things are coming from from that perspective. And then as far as the game goes, my keys to this game and things that I'm looking for is one run the motherfucking ball. I'm going to say it again, run the ball, please. You're going to have to help Patrick. He cannot hold this on his shoulders week in and week out. He should not be throwing the ball 40 times a game. Like I said in the previous podcast, when the offense was tight, like uh, Calvin said, when we had Kareem Hunt and we had a more balanced offense, Pat was still putting up his numbers, but we were more balanced as an offense. He was throwing the ball between 27 to 33 times a game, and the Chiefs were rushing it around 18 to 22 uh as far as attempts a game. So I want to see the Chiefs give the ball to Shady McCoy. Not Damian. I want to see them give the ball to Shady McCoy and Daryl Williams and then use uh, Damian Williams sparingly within the rushing attack and then you can use them in the passing game to help out. If, you know, you get a pass rush and uh, Pat can just give him the ball out of the backfield. Um, I'm looking for Andy Reid to Shorting up some of these routes. We said it last week when we got together for the game. Mm-hmm. They just kept throwing these vertical, having these vertical routes concepts. I mean, you can, like I said, you can run the mesh. You can run these crossing routes. You can run slants. You can, like you said, Lee, the last time, what happened to RPOs? What happened to the counters, the sweeps, pulling guards? Mm-hmm. Like, any of that, like, it seems like all they do now is just line up the shotgun, three wide or five wide or four wide, and they're in shotgun, and then Pat, you know, gets the ball in the shotgun, and then they just throw it every down. Vary it up. you got to keep the defense honest. And so that's what I'm looking for out of the offense. Defensively, um, this is, like you said, Lee, they got uh, – DeAndre Hopkins, they have Will Fuller, they have Kenny Stills. They have even old uh, Pat's uh, favorite target at Texas uh, Tech, uh, Kiki QT. They have him. Uh, like you said, they have their uh, tight ends. And you know Carlos Hyde is going to be looking to uh, get revenge this game. Uh, you also have Duke Johnson. And then also you have Deshaun Watson as a rushing uh, threat. Also, Spaz is going to have to get creative. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm into suggesting that on certain in certain situations, you, you double DeAndre Hopkins, and then in certain situations, you double Will Fuller. Um, I might even designate a, a, a spy on Deshaun Watson in certain in certain key situations. But the number one thing they must do, they must do, is stop the run. I don't care how you got to do it. I mean, 
whether you have to run blitz on first and that first and second down just to just to stop it and just keep them at three yards a clip or whatever. But that's going to be the main um, thing within this game because the Chicago Chiefs, I, I honestly do not want to get into a shootout because I don't think that we can actually keep up if we if we get into that type of game. I don't. So I'm like you, Lee. Um, I have I'm going with the Chiefs, but I have it as a close one. The Chiefs are a five-point favorite to win this game, and that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going 28-23 Chiefs. So that's my thoughts on the game. So I'll swing it to you, Cal. Let me uh, say something to you guys real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I asked y'all one question. <laughs> y'all well, went through the whole speech. <laughs> well, he went through the whole spiel, so I just went off with what he did. So. Oh, okay, well, that's cool, though. You know, all right. But uh, I just thought that was funny. But anyway. Uh, to add a little uh, light at the end of the tunnel, Tyreek is questionable for the first time in weeks for the game. So he is a game-time decision. Do you guys think that we should put Tyreek out in the field this week or give him one more week? What do you think, Lee? Oh, oh man. If he's healthy – which they said they were going to do scannings and x-rays of that bone um, to see if it's 100% healed. They're not just going to go off of what he's been doing in practice, going through the motions and things of that nature. Um, this is a game, man. If, 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 if the bone is okay and he's saying he's ready, you put him out there. Because that is just going – that's going to change everything. I just think you will see the swagger from Andy Reid come out if if Tyreek Hill is back. Um, it's kind of tough saying that because I feel like, you know, while he's being out, they kind of been doing some of them things with Miko Hartman and stuff like that as far as, like, motionings and stuff like that before the plays, moving moving your speedster from side to side. But, um, man, if he's healthy, we need him. We need him. Uh, we have to we, – we do have a loss. Um, this season is boiling down to, you know, what are us and the Patriots going to do. So we have to stay on their coattail. We can't get two games behind the Patriots. I don't care how you try to cut it and slice it. Um, I do not want to be two games behind them. Um, so this is a very important game. And like I said, Tyreek Hill changes everything. No, Romeo Cornell and that Texas defense is not going to try to go man-on-man with Tyreek Hill out there. He's just that explosive, and he just requires that much attention. So if if the man is healthy and saying he's ready to go for, and that bone is that bone is looking okay, so for him to get out there and endure those hits and everything, put him back in, man. He's too he he. That's a no brainer. It's I don't want I don't want them to rush him back. No, by no means. Don't rush him back because he's going to be needed in January when <laughs> when things get really real okay so 
I do not want them to rush him back, you know, because they have to, you know, keep up in this conference and things of that nature. But if he's healthy, he needs to be out there. And, and like you said, Sammy Watkins is going to be down. So if he's healthy, man, it'll be good and a plus for the Kansas City Chiefs to have the Cheetah back on the field Sunday, in my opinion. And and uh, just one second, even if he is on the field, uh, I believe he's ready to go. But uh, just having him on the field changes the whole dynamic of the uh, Texas defense. It'll open things up a little bit more for Pat. Too bad to get the ball out because people are going to be scared of Tyreek Hill. But what is your uh, take on the DB? I just agree with Lee. I'm going to keep it short and simple. If he's cleared – to go by the doctors and the medical staff, then you claim. If he's not, then you wait until the Green Bay game because we have a short week coming up after this game playing in Denver on Thursday night. After that, you get 10 days. Um, I do disagree with you, Lee, on if he feels okay. I mean, I know all players want to play whether they're if they can really go, if they can really push it, even if they are a little bit hobbled, just like Pat is at the moment. But um, I just say, like I just said, if the medical st- class, if the medical staff clears him to play, then you play him. If they don't, then you don't play him. And so, like you said, Lee, I don't want to rush him back. We're going to need him for uh, the stretch in November. December and then January, not right now. And I do agree with you that this is a must-win game because this is within the conference. One, you don't want to get down to New England because you want to keep uh, hope alive for that bye and hopefully home field advantage if you if you can beat them in December. But also, you don't want to have a tiebreaker that goes the Texans' way within this conference as well to where you might be playing a wild card weekend. So in in that sense, this is a must-win game. Like I said, if he's clear to play by the doctors and medical staff, play him. If not, maybe just wait till that Green Bay game. Yeah. That's my thoughts. And, And just to throw that in there, why this is so big right now, if the Texans come in here and beat us, they will jump over us as far as standings in the conference because right now they are three and two we are four and one so if they beat us we will have the same record with them ultimately holding the one and only tiebreaker which is the head-to-head matchup so yes this is a very very pivotal ball game I agree. Uh, hopefully the Chiefs, like I said, we need them to bounce back. I'm looking for offense to get the ball out of Pat's hands. We do need to run the ball. We need to utilize the, uh, they make the offense more balanced. Like I said, with Tariq being on the field, it changes the whole game plan of the Texas defense. So I would love to have him out there on the field. Uh, defense, we need to stop the ball, uh, stop the run, be aggressive in the secondary as well. Uh, like I said, this is a game that we need to win. We don't want to take any more L's now within the conference. Uh, we don't want to have to go down to a tie-breaking situation like Lee was saying as well. 
So we just need to make sure that we handle business at home this weekend, which I think the Chiefs should. But like I said, I want to see them get the ball out of Pat 10 fast because they got a hobbled offensive line, and I want to see them utilize the run. Don't go away from it. We need to carry the ball. Give these guys some chances to get some positive yards. Right. and Make it more balanced. And not only with it just being the run game, you know, how we were all staying as a collective, as a collective unit, you know, um, watching them, shorten the routes up, you know, you guys can run some slant patterns, you guys can run some eight, nine yard hitch plays, some eight, nine yard out plays, you know, Sharpen Kelsey's routes up in the middle of that field. I mean, if you're going to have someone vertically doing that all the time, let it be someone that can just keep the two safeties honest and open things up in that middle of the field for Kelsey to do his damage because we are uh, – that's another thing. If this, if this week – if Kelsey has an eight-reception game – for about 90 yards with a touchdown, the Chiefs will win this ball game. Kelsey, again, is, in my opinion, he's going to be a very, very big part to if we're victorious or if we're defeated come Sunday. Kelsey has to man up. He wasn't there all the way Sunday night, whatever, for whatever reason. But we need you, Kelsey. Kelsey, you got to step up. And D Beach, you got anything else you want to reiterate on the Chiefs? Win, baby. Just win, baby. And we all got the Chiefs for the win, baby. Yeah. That's right. Like I said, hopefully the Chiefs can bounce back. And like I said, I just want to see that ball get out of Pat's hand and run the damn ball, like right. Beat said. Uh, we got one more topic. We've got some uh, controversy going on in the uh, – NBA, uh, we had a game schedule, preseason game scheduled out there, and uh, a controversial t- tweet was uh, released about China from an NBA manager, uh, and they cut off at all ties with the NBA, uh, shutting down a four billion dollar deal with China, with the NBA due to a tweet that was sent out. I was trying to do some research and find exactly what the tweet said, but I could not find exactly what it said. But as the time goes on, I will find more information on NBA and China dispute. Well, Lee, do you have any other uh, thing that you want to say about that? Um, yeah, it's just like I told you guys, man, really didn't have too much insight into what the whole discrepancy is with China and the NBA. Um, I will just say this. Um, China is a very big part of the NBA. I know that may sound crazy to some of the listening ears, but China does play a major role um, with the NBA success and everything. Um, If it's just, if it's just, you know, um, the citizens of China, you know, um, supporting the NBA, things of that nature, you know, um, you don't want to, if if I'm Adam Silver and, and you know being the commissioner of the NBA and things of that nature, I I, I don't want to see a you know uh, 
faulty relationship with China, you know, uh, because like I said, man, it's, they do play a, a, a critical part. And like I said, I just don't have too, too much right now what's actually going on, but I just think they need to get it cleaned up and everything like that because that's a it's kind of a bad look for the NBA right now with whatever was said about the freedom in China or something along those lines, whatever, you know, some associates saying something like that, you know, but now you, you want to keep, keep your relationship and your, your ties with 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 China, you know, in good standards, you know, that, that's pretty much my opinion on on that. What about you, Beats? See, I don't know too much about this. This, I mean, I've kind of seen little things here and there, but this is my first time really hearing about it and even knowing that something was said about China, which made them cut ties with the NBA, as I guess as of right now if I'm understanding that correctly. But I do think this is a major blow to the NBA because they have a huge market over there within China. And the game is growing over there. And they're getting players from over there to play within the NBA, even though it's not as, you know, it's a small population within the NBA. But, you know, it's growing over time and they're building that game over there. And if I am correct, they do go over there, I mean, up to this point, they have been going up the, over there every year to do exhibition preseason games. Am I correct? Yeah, that was that was, that was supposed to happen. I believe that LeBron and them was supposed to be out there, or uh, the Rockets, one of those big tier teams. When this all went down, well, yeah, I was like whatever I was saying. Uh, the Chinese is uh, pretty upset with the comments that the uh, NBA or whoever this guy was that rep the NBA said. So, uh, like I said, as information unfolds, we'll find more info on it. But it did cost the NBA a $4 billion deal due to a tweet. That episode of uh, Sports Talk KC. This is Cowboy. You can find me on um, Instagram and Facebook as Calvia. D Beats, if they're looking for you, where can they find you? D Beats1492, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. YouTube. And I just want to say thanks for listening to the podcast and share with your friends and family. And if you're looking for Lee, uh, you can find him on uh, Facebook. It's Rodham Jones. Uh, Let's go ahead and get this W versus the Texans this weekend. Deontay. So uh, we definitely have to talk about your experience at Arrowhead. Let us know how it was rocking out there, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'll be ready uh, tomorrow for the game. For that W, baby. All right, y'all. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, well, listen in to us next Monday.